name, first name? Warren. Jasmine. Guys, she got the room. Legends. Ancaster College is crowded with them. When you go to a school that's nearly as old as the country, you can expect to hear a few. It can be really hard for students of color. Just know I'm here. It's amazing, you know. First black master. Very exciting. <laughs> it is. So, you live here too? Yeah. The whole school's cursed. Okay, you're, you're gonna have to try a lot harder than that to scare me. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's real. is unwilling to see itself for what it truly is. I've been having nightmares. You look like you've seen a ghost. Why is this administration spending more energy undermining my tenure than on ferreting out who's been terrorizing the student body? Get away from it, Jasmine. It'll follow you. It's everywhere. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Coming at you with some heat. This evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening, I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this is this is some stuff. This is some stuff. <laughs> um, I have with me a very special guest, a voice that you should already be familiar with. If not, get into that back catalog. Please, special guest, introduce yourself yet again to these listeners of Carefree Black Nerd. Hello, my name is Aaron. I uh, go by Lady H or if you're nasty, Jupiter Julo 24, and I am a co-host of Watch With You podcast. Come on. Come on. Yes, and uh, right away, that uh, podcast will be linked in the show notes, so there's no excuse not to listen. <laughs> Yay! Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, today we're going to be discussing a film, a film that came out not too long ago. At the time of this recording, it was like maybe a day or two ago. Um, Master. Amazon Prime's master. <sighs> okay, so in this film, starring Regina Hall, which is the whole reason I even clicked into it or was interested <laughs> in watching it, this is an Amazon Prime uh, original, I guess, but it also released in theaters. I didn't realize that until I started watching the film. Um, released March 18, 2022, starring Regina Hall. Zoe Renee, Amber Gray, Molly Bernard, Bernard, excuse me, and Nikki Cardi, I believe is her name. And the director's name, I think I may butcher this, charge to my head and my heart, Miriam Diallo or D I O. It's Diallo. 
Diallo. Okay, perfect. I have a kid named Diallo. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, is this is this um like a Spanish pronunciation or okay, um, yeah, this is this is interesting. So to e- we ain't even got to the film yet, and I already have, uh, I'll say an issue for lack of a better word, but when you look up the IMDb description of the movie. It says two African-American women begin to share disturbing experiences at a predominantly white college in New England. Hmm. When you look up the Google, it says three women strive to find their place at a prestigious New England university that may disguise something sinister. Now, I'm not saying that they're like wrong, but I thought that was interesting. And though it may be an oversight, which I don't know how much it is, I think it also lends itself to a lot of the themes and things that even happen in this film. The fact that there's not even one set synopsis. Um, I say that because you can easily have a, uh, a synopsis that says Kevin and Mike go to the store and then another site say Kevin and Mike go to the store and they find a jar of milk they've been looking for. That's not wildly different. This is immediately I think depending on how you search for the movie I think it kind of, I don't want to say triggers your brain, but it, it 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 puts you in a space where if you only read the one from Google, you're anticipating three women and following their story. Whereas if you look up IMDb, you're looking specifically at two African-American. I don't know. There's something in there that I feel like is molding the way that you view the film if you only see one synopsis. Mm-hmm. But there, I digress. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, well, all? my first question is, are we going full on spoiler? Oh, for sure. Oh, this is oh, absolutely. Okay, okay let's let's let make the spoiler word now, listeners. If you have not seen the movie Master and you do intend to, please watch the film and join us back here at this whatever mark this is. If you don't care about spoilers, listen on. But these are full spoilers. No, we're not ain't holding nothing back. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So we mentioned the podcast, and the podcast is about Black women in media throughout time and space in worlds really imagined. So I saw that this movie was coming out. Mm -hmm. I know that this is a Black director. I knew that Regina Hall was going to be in it. So I retweeted it. And that is about the, and I knew that it was a horror movie and I knew that it was going to be set in academia. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. So I didn't come in with anything Mm -hmm. other than that. So hearing you read those descriptions, I thought, hmm, Google is the broadest sense. And then IMDb kind of spoils the twist at the end now, doesn't it? Well, yes and no. So I think it does. However, because of the way the ending was set up, and I I honestly feel like it was rushed and there's some stuff missing, Mm -hmm. I don't think it does. Um. I guess I'll speak to it now because I think with the way that they framed that discovery, depending on who you are in your life experience, i.e. if you're a white person who grew up with predominantly white people, you may not see, you may not read the ending the same as a black person Um, Mm -hmm. because I had my suspicions the entire film, but it wasn't about race. It was about the intentions of this person. It mm-hmm. wasn't about race. And so I, I think that it does in one instance, but that's not where I landed. Now, that's not to say you're wrong, but I that's not what I... Um, 
I can see that because what how they ended it mm-hmm. with Liv was ambiguously very much so, so. She's outed, she's confronted, mm-hmm. but then it was it was ex- the the reception Come of on. of her accusation mm-hmm. was then bounced back on Regina Hall's character of Gail. <sighs> As Bruh. though, well, girl, you're tripping, and that's not true. And did you have to say this in front of everybody? Which leaves a seed of doubt of whether or not it is true or not. Hmm. And here's where I start telling on myself. Come on, I'm not affiliated with a, a an academic institution that looks like that. Hmm. However, <laughs> <laughs> your girl has a PhD. Come on. I don't like to talk about it much. <laughs> but I do. Uh-huh. And, ooh, child. I mean, like, there were some things that did, like, shiver down my spine. Come on. Uh, But one of the things that is a shiver is, have you heard of a, of a person called Jessica Krug? I have not. I've Jessica. Not. Oh, Jessica. Let's write her name down. K-R-U-G is in a group of people who in in a way that everybody knows is a Rachel Dolezal. Mm. So here's, so this is a woman. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, but no, go ahead. I, I looked at their picture. I, I, go ahead. Yeah. La Bomba herself. This mm. is a person, this is a person who claims to be a woman of color, in particular, an Afro-Latina, mm-hmm. did research and got hired on for jobs as a diversity hire, mm-hmm. much like Liv, mm-hmm. was going after students and told them they weren't Black enough and mm-hmm. they didn't get it. All the while, being a whole white woman, like live like when she went after like looking for race mm-hmm. in the scarlet letter because everything was race mm-hmm. and she fails jasmine and jasmine's like i don't get it but then the white girl says uh like her friend and i use mm-hmm. that term loosely yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I, I got up the day before and I spent a day on it and I just wrote a bunch of bullshit and I got a B plus. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? It happens. Like that live character where you have people in the academy who uh, who study black yep. culture, black history, the Americas, and they write about it <laughs> and they take up space mm-hmm. and the way that they all of a sudden think that they can encounter mm-hmm. black students or this knowledge that they do not have lived experience on, but because they got a paper on it, they all of a sudden think that they are, that they can tell you better than they can, they can tell you based on what they read mm-hmm. better. And that supersedes your lived experience. Which is so weird. So weird. It happens. And, and their justification is, is what you saw with that mm-hmm. tenure conversation which is true and and what set me on a spiral 
about uh, Harlem and their lack of <laughs> understanding about academia, how it works. No, you got to prepare a packet of information and you get voted on. And it's not just the, mm-hmm. your, um, the board and your department. You have to get letters of recommendation, not just from students, but yeah. from other people in your field. And what mm. do they base it on? They base it on your writing and your publishing. They base Same. it on your speaking experiences. So they base it on the fact that you have knowledge and mm. that you are keeping up with knowledge and you are creating knowledge mm. and engaging with it on a high level. Same. And that is what gets you tenureship. And of course, it's political. And that is what gets you tenureship. Mm-hmm. So, the, they what did they call her out on the her publications? Mm-hmm. They said they were thin. How much did Gail have to have more than live? Yeah, absolutely right. I and then here's the horror of it. Turns out she's a whole ass white woman. Come on, who got see, it on the diversity hire? Come on, that I, I that that aspect of the movie I thought was so clever. Um, I know the tenure portion is where I, it didn't pull me out of the movie, but I know that I did not understand how that worked, so I just accepted mm-hmm. what the movie gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with all that, I was like, this, it made sense why Liv didn't have that much published work because like you're gonna out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so let's uh, let's pivot just a little bit, and then we're going to jump right back into that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this movie follows, honestly, two women, um, I'll say, because I don't think Liv, even though she was propped up as a Black woman, to me, the story was never about her. To me, she was always a fringe kind of um, supporting character, but um, maybe a little bit closer to Maine than, say, you know, the of the rest of the board. Um, but the movie follows Jasmine mm-hmm. as she enters this new predominantly white, well, I'm not going to say predominantly, this entirely white institution where there are only eight other, no, no, I'm sorry, seven other black students in which we only see one other black student. Mm-hmm. Um, the other six are just mentioned in the conversation. Um, she gets to this university and, you know, hilarity ensues, so to speak. Um, and then it also follows Gail Bishop. And I'm sorry, Jasmine Moore is played by Zoe Renee. Uh, Gail Bishop, it's Regina Hall. And she is, their stories are paralleled like visually and physically, like really well in the beginning where they're both moving onto campus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I have an issue with the editing in the beginning of the movie, but we'll get to that. Uh, essentially, it's just following them being these black bodies, specifically these black women in academia in this predominantly white institution in New England, which is like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and how they're so far removed from blackness, but but race is never an issue. Well, let me not say, say never. I never see race, I don't see race as an issue initially, though it's clear you're othered as being the only black bodies here. But it started off as a as a really good, oh, this is creepy. Look at these black women moving on to this white campus. And then it like pivots with all these microaggressions that are like, ah, you thought <laughs> you thought you could just watch this black girl move in. Uh, are you so naive that you didn't think it was going to be racially charged? Um, and then we also have Liv, Liv Beckman, played by Amber Gray, who, when she first popped up on screen, I was like, what is this biracial woman doing? What is, what's <laughs> happening here? Like, I wasn't, I have anything against her, but I was like, 
Why is this biracial woman with these box braids? What is and they're old. And I felt bad. Not bad, really, but I was like, oh, should I be critiquing this black woman's hair? But I'm like, absolutely, I will, because in the movie that you're providing me, Regina, I'm sorry, Gail's hair, however, you know, was there was a difference in in the hair specifically. And I was like, this this has to mean something. This in a movie about mm-hmm. race, there's no way that Jasmine's wig is like so terrible. Uh uh. Ooh, uh I didn't like her hair when it was straightened, not the not the natural big that that was fine. But when it was straightened, it looked like to me, it looked like Olivia Pope's hair from earlier seasons just not done well. Can can I jump in here? Oh, please do. So when you're talking about the wig, mm-hmm. which one is the wig? Well, the straightened or the or the curls. Now I'm speaking wig in general. I think that may all be her hair, or maybe some added in both instances. But it's when specifically with the straight hair that okay. looked to me. It gave me the sense of, and again, I don't even think I'm reading too much into it because of the nature of the film. Mm-hmm. But it gave me this black girl raised around white girls. Ooh. Not to say she's um, self-hating. I'm not going that far. But I think that like the skills in which you would have by growing up in a predominantly black um space to like do something with your hair again oh i feel like uh, okay i'm just getting in women's business but i gotta keep keep it going drag me if you need to y'all but i feel like you can tell the when you see a black person be it a candace owens type or be it a i don't know megan good type you we can pretty much tell who their influences are, who they were raised around, what influences the way that they look, and it's the hair specifically. Um, and I think that she has that look of like, oh, all my friends have this straight, beautiful, different colored mm-hmm. hair. I'll just straighten mine. It's like you can't just straighten your hair and that be it. There's also maintenance that goes with straightening your black hair that naturally comes from your head, and it never felt like she did that well versus the the uh, only other black girl i'm trying to get the actress's name who had the more kind of stylish maybe urban for lack of a better word looking um the girl in the bathroom mm-hmm. her hair to me looked like i know what the hell i'm doing with the hair in my head <laughs> so this is a deep conversation about hair but that to me was a signifier of where these three women were in life and I didn't initially know that Liv was biracial or all white, you know, based on the the um, the movie. Mm-hmm. But it was very apparent to me with when seeing her, something was off, and it was that hair was my first um, my first red flag. Okay, all right. So I'm glad you brought up the hair. Mm-hmm. Liv's hair was not the red flag for me. Mm, okay, it was the head wrap. What? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it was the forced Afrocentrism mm. that that she kept around. It was mm-hmm. the uh, things in her office, the mm-hmm. the same things that would have popped up as a microaggression, like a mammy jar. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in Gail's house mm-hmm. that she surrounded herself with, and not just thought that ain't authentically black Mm -hmm. let me keep Mm -hmm. my eye on you oh for sure um when it comes to um jasmine's hair i think that the straightened hair was uh was a clue that it was unnatural 
that it wasn't her, mm-hmm. that she was losing something. Come on. Um, one could say the volume and the oomph that she had with her oh, yes. hair <laughs> to try to fit in to the to this perceived whiteness. Mm-hmm. And for me, Jasmine comes. I have I have so many problems with the character of Jasmine. Come on. She shows up. And so here's what we know about Jasmine. She mm-hmm. she she sh- oh, initially she shows up by herself. That thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. So we know that not just like mm, that's odd. That's Later, weird. And then she comes in this room with and then they they tease her like, "Ooh, you got the room." And she has this this uh roommate who is wildly disrespectful because let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I come up in my room, and they huh. spoke on my bed. Huh? You talk about bur- we wouldn't be burning crosses; we would be burning that room out. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I had one roommate who she let her her friends put trash in my trash can and sit Mm-mm. their butt on my chair. Mm-mm. All I had to do was cock my eyebrow like I was the rock. <laughs> and it ceased. You hear yeah. me? Like my, yeah. my trash can was emptied. It was rinsed. I Look. mean, it it never happened again. So one person, and then there was one time where she wasn't thinking, where she gave somebody the key to our room, like, oh, I'll meet you there. Huh? You don't let nobody in our house. You know, because that you don't oh, supervise. Yeah. So I was like, sis, no. And, you mm. know, but it was like, understood. Like, I wasn't really thinking, but I see your point, And it wasn't a problem because once you brought it to my attention. But these people Mm-mm. weren't just, she. you knew that you didn't have the room to yourself. Mm-hmm. And they were on her bed. Mm-hmm. Two to three white bodies with outside clothes and quite possibly yeah. shoes. Yes. And then looked at her like she was crazy. And Did not get up. Say, who are you? Hmm. And her response was, guess. Well, and they, you, you Beyonce, and then they named every black person they could think Man, of. Man, say. And I'm like, girl, and you didn't, it was it was all stupid, but then yeah. I understood. So here's the second thing that I learned about her. She didn't feel as though she had a voice mm-hmm. to say, this cannot happen. Like, you know, like, I'm glad you mm-hmm. have guests. I like to, like, Mm-mm, it's quiet hours. It's, that's my bed. And look at him. Like, she didn't feel like she could exercise any agency mm-hmm. or, you know, or be respected she just had to tolerate whatever happened because she didn't know anybody she didn't uh and she wanted to be liked which goes in to we're skipping ahead and i know we'll go back Mm -hmm. but this dude that was kind of disrespectful tyler that you knew that your roommate liked Mm -hmm. how you end up in his room kissing him so what do we so like so we we learn that you don't know yourself mm-hmm. and we don't know you either. We also learn that she's lying to her mother because she What's... I mean it's like there's this weirdness about mm. her and things that we don't know. And I think that 
she the way that she flip flopped because all of a sudden she's gonna go hard about this grave, but you know will be meek other places. Her that hair flip flopped the same way. Because <laughs> when that white girl left, the curls came back. Mm. So what's up with that? I don't know. Now, what I will say is that I don't like the way this movie was edited. Okay. So, and speaking specifically about the hair, since we're mm. on that, when this movie opened up and both Gail and Jasmine came onto campus, mm-hmm. Gail wore the or- red orange. I'll just say red because red was a was a heavy color in this movie Mm -hmm. but the reddish um top with the jeans she moved into the the door the 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 house had trouble getting in called maintenance the door opened on its own went upstairs all that then we went straight to her addressing the dorm the freshman and she was dressing her nice little like you know welcome to i don't know pwi institution Mm -hmm. outfit and it immediately went back to her in the red sweater at the house. And I was like, th- something about this sequence is wrong. And I'm not even going, I'm not going to give that part leeway and say, oh, it's part of the mystery of the movie. No, because she literally moved in. And then the next scene suggests that it's now later in the day. And so she's doing her administrative duties. But then you flip right back to the exact, something was wrong. It's like, what person. I don't know that just that didn't sit right with me and it mm. felt like it was it was because but because even in that scene jasmine's hair when she showed up was big and curly then in mm. the scene which she's again addressing the freshman it's straight and then it goes back to curly the next scene so i was like something something about the way they edited this is wrong it feels like this scene is put in the middle of the opening when it should have came after okay i i had a different interpretation of that but oh, now go ahead. thinking like oh okay so what I was thinking is, especially with Gail, mm-hmm. um, and throughout this movie, but uh, Gail was haunted. Oh, for sure. Whew. And it is the haunting, I'm using it in the academic haunting sense, mm, Okay. about, you. well, we saw the white ghosts later on. Mm-hmm. Um, she was haunted by finding artifacts. She was haunted by the fact that when she wanted to give a speech, she had to run it by somebody who was correcting words. So what so, I was getting mm-hmm. was that even when she was moving in, that she couldn't fully make it her home and be comfortable because she was haunted by the fact that I got to be different mm-hmm. for these white mm-hmm. people. And the same yep. with Jasmine. Like I'm moving in and I ain't seeing nobody that looks like me. And I, and these people aren't, mm-hmm. and I know that there's something odd that's going on here. That's just not about I'm new, you know, it's something about this room mm-hmm. or whatever else. And maybe if I, maybe I should straighten my hair. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that that certain uncertainty and later mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, which was also haunting mm-hmm. them. Come on. Is what was being what was maybe what I which is what I interpreted me seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you trying to live your life and be you, but mm-hmm. that code switching comes in. And even if you're not physically there, you're there mentally. And it's okay. haunting you. So that's what I got from it. No, no, let me and I'm running this back and you I think I think it's more so what you're saying, because I'm even 
reviewing that first opening scene, and I'm incorrect about Jasmine, but not about Gail. Jasmine's hair didn't change in that. I had that mixed up with the library scene, so that's on me. Ooh, um, but but no, no, I, I like I like the way that you are, um, the way you interpreted that because <sighs> the shit is just creepy. Now I will say this: this movie is very creepy. It's very eerie. And as someone who is not white, as someone who's not from like Connecticut, this feels odd to me that you would desire to be in this space. Mm -hmm. I understand black people are not a monolith. So there are people like Jasmine, though this is an aspiration for you. My issue with the movie, with Jasmine and with the, the setting is that the only kind of inkling that we got that this is some prestigious school is that speech that um, that Gail made mm -hmm. about, oh, you know, slew of lawyers and, and military been here before and they love it here or something. Presidents, right. There. Yeah. Right. And I was like, this nothing about this school to me feels prestigious. Like, and it's not even a dig at the school, like, oh, it's racist, white people, that school sucks. No, like, literally, the school never felt like it was, and that's important to me, because I'm looking at Jasmine, like, I get that this may be a space that you aspire to be in, but this, out of all spaces, feels, it doesn't even feel like it's the worth the headache to say, oh, I'm going Ooh. to an Ivy League. Like, it, it, academically alone, not even, like, just the... I don't know. It just always felt like, why not just go to a state school? Why not just go mm -hmm. to an HBCO? Why not just go to another PWI that's not fucking secluded in the back of some mountainous, all-white, um, uh, Amish, like, off-the-grid? Who aspires to be here? Like, okay. All right. All right. So there's so many things. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> First of all, I think that part of the shade of it is that a lot of those white schools that are Ivy League that are mm -hmm. considered prestigious mm -hmm. aren't really prestigious at all. <laughs> and it's just name recognition. Mm -hmm. It is legacy. Uh, I had a friend who did some research about black women um, in institutional development, AKA fundraising mm -hmm. in uh, Ivy League schools and about how <laughs> they ended up wandering off at the end like Gail um, because of this movie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could not recommend this movie to her because you talk about a huh. true horror movie for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it would be her. Yeah. And um, it's been a while since I read her research, but part of it was the creation of Ivy League schools mm -hmm. and how it started back in the 17, 1800s. And essentially you had these people like the Carnegie's who worked in steel, but, and they had these businesses, right? And mm -hmm. they recognized that uh, there, there was need for lawyers. There were need for accountants and these other jobs that weren't the laborers. And that's, and they were rich people and they needed their children to get these skills to work in their company. Mm -hmm. And that is what made it, you know, prestigious and the yeah. gatekeeping began. Right. And it mm -hmm. also, if you think uh, I'm thinking of also the Gilded Age, mm. uh, the HBO show, which okay. does a really good job in showing the transition of like older aristocratic 
you know, I came on the Mayflower mm-hmm. people versus these other people that were able to uh, get money through industry, through, um, excuse me, things like the rail world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons why they were able to amass money so quickly was because there was no income tax mm, and they didn't on. have to uh, pay people a fair wage. I will not get into the gospel of wealth, Andrew Carnegie. I promise you won't be too many, <laughs> but y'all can hit me up and we can talk. Look. But the point was that uh, you had these new upstarts, the nouveau riche, mm-hmm. and uh, they were looking for ways to enter society. Because they had the money, but they didn't have the connections. Mm. So one of the ways that they did it for their daughters was through charity. And for their sons, through Ivy Leagues. And this is what has started this Ivy League thing. Because it's white-collar jobs. You don't go to Harvard. You don't go to this school to learn how to be a Mason. Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me, actually. (laughs) <laughs> you might learn how to be a mason with a different mason. I'm talking mm. about like a bricklayer. Right. Or an agricultural. No, that's, that's in the South. Those are HBCUs. Come on. Hospitality and agricultural. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, no, you go there to learn how to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to be mm-hmm. a politician, like, to really gain those networks and access. So when we're looking at it, it's like, yo, why would you go here? And, and, I think part of the answer lies in what she said when she went to live about complaining about that grade, mm-hmm. which was uh, live assumed that Come on. Come you, on. she was a black girl. Like you're struggling because you mm-hmm. know, from inner city, like, uh, like you're the diversity um, mm-hmm. entrant. Like you mean like how you going to get tenure shit. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. And she was like, you don't know me. I'm from the suburbs of Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And yep. she stopped short of saying, I'm not like those Negroes. Come on. Come on. I'm like, girl, we heard it. You Come know? on. Yeah. And so why would she want to be there? Because she, why didn't she go to a state school? Because she wasn't those Negroes. Why didn't she go to an HBCU? Because she wasn't a part of that culture. Right. Right. Like right. that wasn't hurt. But mm-hmm. I felt like if you were valid Victorian, if you no. were as president, Cuh. where is your personality? Where is your gumption? Where is anything about you, girl? Because if you, and again, okay, going back to what I said earlier, like a a Candace Owens type, where if you see a particular type of black person with a particular type of hair, and you can, and the accent that they have, you can almost guarantee that they were raised around a lot of non-black people. However, even in that space, like, again, all the accolades you have, you should have, you should be Regina George in black skin. You should be um, Blair Underwood in black skin. Uh, not Blair Underwood. Yeah, no, no. Blair uh, from Gossip Girl. Like, you should be like the white stereotype from movies as far as this confidence, this appeal. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, for somebody to have all of these acolytes, but then you also see that she has no connection to her family. Like, how are you a black girl, regardless to how you were raised, but raised with your mother, and you are so devoid from anything mother-daughter? I was like, um, I'm not a woman. Go go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We're assuming that her mother was black. But see, okay. She could be adopted. This could be a transnational adoption. Now, I'm with that. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm with that. Cause she definitely didn't know how to take care of her hair. Um, 
but I don't, I don't know. She's perhaps, perhaps again. I'm not gonna knock it because she was very much alone. Where how how is how how am I moving into this supposedly elite prestigious university and no like no one from my family is here? I don't have an older sibling. I don't have a, a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, somebody who wants to see me off. That's that's weird to me. And you know what? There was a phone call, right? Two. And Two. I thought that it wasn't about Liv until later in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about Jasmine. Oh, I thought it was Liv. I thought it was Liv because the out of all the people we were introduced to, when that woman said it's about my daughter Elizabeth, I was like, first thing that came to mind was one of the white girls. Oh. But none of them were present enough on screen. Like, honestly, all of these girls could have been combined into two people. The mm-hmm. the Australian girl, the roommate, the tall one with the long, dark hair, and there was another one. They were non-existent. And Liv was the only one who felt othered or like she didn't belong out of the whole cast. Because all of the white people who were tenured, they are, and even the Asian guy, like they were on this board. Mm-hmm. They um worked kind of like in a unit, even when they were arguing or disagreeing. And the fact that now you're the first black master and, and, you know, that's a big deal for us. And, uh, Gil's like, Oh no, you know, but you're speaking to the one lady, like you're a woman. She's like, Oh no, but it's different. That to me, process of elimination was like, no, it's, this is about live. Mm-hmm. This is about live. Cause there's no way that we're talking about one of these other girls. We just don't get the time spent with them to justify somebody calling about one of the, the, the students. I just, it never felt that way. And see, it was, I, and I felt like I thought it was a student because you grown and your mama tattling on you. I mean, mm. I, you know, that you have, depending on your age, you mm. do have 17 sometimes 16-year-olds moving on campus. Mm-hmm. And they, they're calling it a master. But remember the early seasons of A Different World? Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a matron in the house? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking that maybe the parents were like, look, uh, you're the closest adult. Mm. I need to talk to you about my daughter, mm. and that's that's where my mind was. Okay. Like maybe you're maybe you have a later birthday and you don't turn eighteen mm. until okay. like November, December. Mm-hmm. And her attitude was, uh, Gail's attitude was like, "This is my home. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to the registrar." Because she thought it was these kids too. Because yeah. you know you have pushy white parents is like you know mm-hmm. my daughter is special or yeah. my, or things of that nature it's like i ain't got time to be dealing with that mm-hmm. you know so i did not think that it was another adult i did think with live like she mentioned when there was an infestation mm-hmm. which a question do you think that they were real infestations or was that manufactured in her in her um head? i don't think they were real well kind of sort of so i don't but i do i i don't um because the exterminator who came over like there was no conversation we just cut to him like in the in the cabinet like 
vacuuming something. Um, but then I do think they were hallucinations because when she went to her portrait and there were all of those maggots there mm-hmm. and the way she responded and then the fact that she also saw um, the maid. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, this, I, I'm on both sides of the fence. I can't come down either way. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But and this, so, oh, I, it's, in a way, I thought that um, that <laughs> Liv was putting it there because she was like, oh, we can have a um, a sleepover. And I didn't have one of those. Or, you know, this mm-hmm. is my third place in three years and I'm trying mm-hmm. to make it a home. So I, I did get that sense that she was looking for family that she was looking for connection and mm-hmm. and even though they're how these black women there were four five black five five mm-hmm. black no okay six six black women that we saw in this movie we saw we've named three gail uh we yoke four kind of so gail mm-hmm. Liv, jasmine mm-hmm. the fourth one was um, the other black lady that um, was uh, like S- S- Sasha S A S C H A Carrie Young, Sasha. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Miss Young, she, fantastic job, right? Hey, so oh, <laughs> I, I let me not stop. Fantastic job. So, hey. so we had those four, and then right, and mm-hmm. then we had the maid that she kept on seeing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the house, mm-hmm. and that Gail kept on seeing in her house. Mm-hmm. Which side note? I said to myself, every time that bell rings, you go and answer it like a maid. And then we saw the maid. I was like, why would you do that? It was the maid's bell. Uh, and then the the sixth person, which I do not understand, was At the all. lady. D- what was that? So my issue with this film is that there are so many plot lines that why are things brought up? You are, and they're never revisited. And she was one of them. Like it didn't come out that she was like a lineage, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, ancestor or a part of lineage of the slave, of the maid. Like that, that was never addressed. And to that's why to me a lot of this felt like the other black girl, and it felt like Ace of Spades. And she was one of those elements where like the adults in Jasmine's life are treating her in this way as if she is less than as if she is not deserving of their grace and and gratitude and whatnot but that to me was you we could cut that out and the movie would read the same i didn't like that the maid or the lunch lady the lunch lady like that it was so deliberate mm -hmm. it never happened more than once that was my other issue yeah, we never, we never, we only went back to an eating space when mm-hmm. we saw Gail eating by herself. Which was like, which know. you know, okay, but I, I just thought, why? Unless, it, yeah, what, what is up with that? Um, let me just say as an aside, <laughs> I went to several PWIs mm-hmm. when the black people worked there, or mm-hmm. people of color worked there, but in particularly black people worked there as security or as mm-hmm. janitors or as um, luncheon staff, mm-hmm. they would go out of their way. Come on. To I was their baby. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and it was my kinfolk too. Mm-hmm. Like I was I would see them and let me tell you something. Like the when mm-hmm. I first started like speaking mm-hmm. in front of white people, and I did have one person say, Is that your mom? <laughs> and I what? said, no. 
I mean, you know, like, but I was like, no, but this is her name, you know, like, mm-hmm. and they just didn't know how to deal with that. Like, why would you yeah. speak to the help? Well, why would I not? She can folk, you know, she's a yeah. whole human being, you know, right. but they would look and say like, you know, like if we were by ourselves, of course we would talk, but I would mm-hmm. speak to them openly in front of any, in front of any and everybody. Cause why yeah. would I not? Yeah. But they were trained to understand that you may not want to acknowledge me in front of anybody else, mm. but why that's just me. That's my training. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that when nobody was around or whatever, they made sure that I was good. Mm-hmm. And that really bothered me a part of this in this movie mm-hmm. where these black women seesawed and their yeah. responsibility. And I mean, mm-hmm. Gail, what I what I got from Gail mm-hmm. is that she didn't know how to be. Because she told Jasmine, you know, I've been through it. You just got to stick through it. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter. She's not wrong. But you have this girl who is clearly struggling, and in particular, struggling about a grade with this other, Mm -hmm. um, with your homegirl. Now, you Mm -hmm. read the paper, Mm -hmm. and she said, well, you're a good writer. But she, she... did not say and could not say, I guess, uh, that the that you didn't answer the prompt. It's because, mm-hmm. you know, her thing, Jasmine's thing was, well, me being a good writer yeah. did not matter at all. Yeah. So you would think that me being a good writer would at least give me a D. Mm-hmm. An F. An F and see me. You know, and it's just like, wh- what is that about? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and she came to you and she was like, "Oh, okay, so you're not going to say anything. I'm going to I'm going to uh protest this." And mm-hmm. the only thing she said was, "That's really serious." What she didn't do hmm. was try to mediate. Which <sighs> she failed in before the 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 discovery. I think Gail even failed live with mm-hmm. that incident, because it's like, why, why the fuck are you bringing this up around? But you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, she did not. Which she even told him in the beginning, "I'm your confidant. If you need something, come talk to me." But then I do, and you're not like trying to figure out how to make this work. Even if you think I'm wrong, I'm still a student. I'm still your charge, so to speak. You need to find a way to make this better, because you you ain't about to make me believe. All of these white kids was coming to uh, Gail, like she was not overworked because of so many people. Come on, not the way that she had time to sit for a portrait. Because you know, normally you would just take a picture, and nowadays you would take a picture and and the and be done. Yeah, <laughs> the, the portraitist uh-huh. would work off of that mm-hmm. instead of you sitting there. Um, the fact that when Jasmine had her accident, that she was sitting in a room with her. You know, which I felt was was odd, but I just felt like, okay, I know that she that Gail is feeling the weight of being a master, and what does this mean? But you, but in her neutrality, mm-hmm. she actually didn't help anybody and hurt. Well, you know, both when she tried several times to help live because, and I think that it was more or less saying. If you're go like you, you don't need familiar faces. You're the only person that you know, like, 
tries to be black mm-hmm. in a way. So if you go, I don't know what I would do. I, I don't have a confidant. These other people don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so I need you to be here. And, you know, I mean, it was so funny because when they called uh, back to the tenureship review mm-hmm. meeting, when they called live out on, you know, some of the issues, mm-hmm. she, what did she do? She got indignant white woman on her. Mm-hmm. And, and flipped it and flipped it and flipped about it. oh and you know you got jasmine out here and she's being harassed and it's still a third well girl two things can be true at once like you can be applying mm-hmm. for tenure and this girl can be going through hell like if this meeting has to be about her and her going through hell then let's reschedule and not talk to you like if but, that's where our attention needs to be like and, and that's the other thing that i don't understand if these if these people behaved in such a matter where they would put a noose and say carve leave on the door and burn mm-hmm. a cross. Why Jasmine and why not that other girl? Because that other girl had been here. But well, okay. The way I interpreted that is that Liv is the one who did everything. And when oh. you look at those two, yeah, because I don't know if you so one thing I caught at the end is that hooded figure yes. that scared um uh Jasmine, mm-hmm. that's the same hood that Liv wore to the party. She threw mm-hmm. it on before she left. Mm-hmm. And so that to me showed that this is that omnipresent figure that has been here forever. Now, going back to her saying, Oh, I've moved around three places in three years by whatever. My I took that as she got there after that black girl had already went through freshman year. She was already established in the school. And even look at the not to whatever i'm just saying look at the types of black that jasmine and sasha are they're two different people to me sasha is more or less a bit more confident in herself and mm-hmm. in her blackness mm-hmm. and so for her i think she's the character she's the type of person that everything that gail has done it would have resonated and worked out in her favor but she's not the same type of person as jasmine so i, I the way i saw that was because I've moved around all this time, I think that that girl was firmly established by that time at whatever this university is, okay. by the time Liv showed up. So even if you were to like mess with her, like what can you possibly do um, okay. that can, wouldn't raise a red flag? I, I hear that. You're the see. new. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, you're fine. Let me say two things. Number one, you're right about the time difference because she was up for tenureship now mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not necessarily then. Yeah. So now would be the time to do it. So, okay. I, I, I feel you on that. Especially when you say like, Oh, Liv did it. Like, Oh, yep. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm t- now, I'm definitely- <laughs> the second thing is with Sasha, um, she was connected and mm-hmm, this leads mm-hmm. me back to, uh, to, uh, my Come grad on. days. And, <laughs> One of my teachers said, listen, white people going to try you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what you need to do to, <laughs> I'm about to put y'all on free game right now. <laughs> In your positions, you need to, if you're not a part of a, a sorority or fraternity or community organization, whether it's like a Lynx or a Mason or something, mm-hmm. that you need to get into another community or I, I should say a societal organization like the Lynx and the Masons. Mm-hmm. You need to get into a community organization where 
um, you are, you have a relationship, let's say, with like a mega church or yeah. a Boy Scouts or mm -hmm. the Urban League, and you're talking to these people and they know who you are. So mm -hmm. when they start doing something, come on, right? And then you can call them up and they're like, oh, how things going? Oh, you know, on my job, they're doing this and the third. And so, you know, you start, this is the, the whisper campaign mm -hmm. where if I'm the head of the, um, like the Urban League, and I'm like, oh, I hear that some, there's a problem. And mm -hmm. then when they realize that you're connected Come on. and that other people are watching, do Come they on. really want that type of smoke in the in the community? Because, you know, people know each other and work around each other. Are you? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be <gasps> the racist? Mm -hmm. You know, like, or those people that get mm -hmm. problems too. You don't really want to be known that like, I can abuse you mm -hmm. and what you're going to do because you work for me. But mm -hmm. it's different when you're in a community and people are looking at you like, mm. Because then, you know, your mobility could be screwed up. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. And that's what, and so Sasha, taking it back to the movie, mm -hmm. what did she have? She said, hey, we got a house. It's Come both on. of us, but we're connected. You don't know who else they're connected to. Mm -hmm. Maybe, and I also saw Sasha, she invited Gail to speak to this class and you know yes. and how they talked about yes. it and how gail was a different person with sasha she was like yeah you're one of our favorites and you mm -hmm. know like she has some energy and some life mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden jasmine comes and she's like what you want me to do boo boo you gotta go you gotta take your lunch like the rest of us i see and that that's why i say i think that no matter how you feel about jasmine gail failed her so much so like oh my god she failed her even in her advice, I hated that. Like mm -hmm. the 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 bathroom scene with Sasha was exactly what Jasmine needed. Mm -hmm. I no no shit, no bullshit, no lying. I was teary eyed watching that scene because I felt like before they even started the hug, I was like, I feel this the weight of this scene. Sasha asking her, "How are you?" Oh, I'm no, I'm okay. No, girl, how are you? Like I oh I was like and okay. not not just that not I see you mm -hmm. and I'm telling you you're not wrong mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. not imagining things mm -hmm. in in front of those white girls and I like that because they had a very personal intense conversation but she that line mm -hmm. was saved until those two white girls came into um into the bathroom like once they were all in that space then it's like it's one thing for me to say oh no you know you're okay it's another thing for me in front of an audience to declare that you are not mistaken there is something going on here and so I, oh, oh yes yeah, see so Sasha felt the vibe of those white girls and she said girl mm. whatever you think you're going through you are I can I can feel it yeah and and what did they do who is that what does she want mm -hmm. you don't need oh it's they acted like it was a cult yeah 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 what do you and need they, to go there for th this is oh okay i have to speak to this this is what happens and this is where there's the disconnect with culture and with race mm -hmm. when jasmine showed them the flyer which was like kind of like a black student union type of flyer mm -hmm. the one white girl took it upon herself to say and i forget what she is i'm going to say russian just for the sake of saying it but she's not russian <laughs> um she looked at it she was like oh well yeah the russian society tried to get me to join that when i was a freshman uh that's silly that's stupid and the other girl chimed in the, the australian girl and 
I don't even think that was malicious on the part of the girl in, in, in ten, um, intentionally. I think that's another blind spot where you can't just take my experience and my desire for community as a black person and then be like, oh, it's just like yours as a Russian person. Oh, yeah, they're the Russians. They wanted me, but that's a, such a cult. Why would you want to do that? Ha, ha, ha. Move on. And yeah. I'm like, well, no, that's very much not it because separate from your, again, for this conversation, Russian identity, you still walk in a sea of whiteness that looks exactly like you, mm-hmm. that has the very same, if not just slightly similar, um, di- slightly dissimilar life experience. So, no. And then even then, I was like, well, then what about the Russian people who just wanted to fucking have community? They're not weird for that. Like, yeah. I was like, this is, that's, this isn't even like, oh, white people are bad. It's like, no, this girl is fucking stupid. That's mm-hmm. not a bad thing to mm-hmm. have community, even as, I'm an Irish person. Why would I not want to at least know about an Irish community so Mm -hmm. that if I do need something or we have specific um, holidays or traditions, if I want to dabble in my Irishness, I don't have to sit up in front of this Australian chick all day. I can go be with my Irish people. And I was like, this is this is very odd. (laughs) And and see, okay, since it's a horror movie, come on, I'm looking at it in a more sinister way. Mm -hmm. We are tolerating you singular mm. black girl mm. we don't need you linking up and bringing more mm. and uh oh and to take it a step further we don't need you linking up and then finding a way away from us because mm-hmm. the superiority the superiority that we get from having one of the only blacks however much she's our lackey that does set us apart so yeah. you'll always be memorable cuz those are the popular beautiful girls who had the black girl around them so. Mm, or you know they're made. Ha! Huh, come on, because we Cause saw that, that somebody needs to clean this up. You do it. I'd have been like, who made the mess? Look, that, okay. So tell me this. This is mm-hmm. this is minor, but it might not be the piece of conversation. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> now I will say this, and I'm I'm willing to look bad if this makes me look bad. But when Jasmine was pushing for that the the paying paying back of the pizza it was twenty dollars and she's like oh it was actually nineteen something and the girls kept over talking her I was getting mad like what the fuck paying her money but the one girl was like oh if we gonna do that you know that's my wine you're drinking so you know that's eight dollars worth of of liquor and I was like well she kind of making a point she is making a point y'all didn't agree that you know I imagine with the type of person we got in Jasmine she was like oh I'll get us pizza that's how I feel like it would have went. Or they could have just said, you know, if they're looking at her Mm -hmm. as the gopher Mm -hmm. or lower in the hierarchy of friends, Mm -hmm. then you then maybe that was just a thing. Like, will you deal with it? Because, you know, when you get to a certain rich, I don't even say richness, but because richness isn't how I would use that here. But like when you're at a certain echelon. Mm-hmm. And you don't deal or or I mean you don't deal with money or how much things cost. Cause you know you ever heard of that term like or that phrase that says if you gotta ask how much something is, you can't afford, you can't it. afford it. Mm-hmm. And I think you know it's like, okay, yeah, let's go get pizza. And they're used to it manifesting. Yeah. And nobody deals with the dollars in a sense of this. Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? I got us wine and you know, I didn't yeah. ask to deal with it. And and who knows where that wine came from or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and but so yeah. are you really about to dollars and cents conversation? Like we don't 
deal with that type of a yeah. deal. So, I mean, what she, I mean, she tried it. <laughs> it didn't get resolved. Yeah. But it's kind of like if she would have said, hey, pieces on me this, this time, mm-hmm. you know, and then if it was never reciprocated, well, girl, you take that L and you learn yeah. not to waste your money there. So and, somebody wants to get food, you say, I'm good. Who paid? Yeah, right. And that's the thing that, that I was like, why you got me rooting for this damn girl because she's not wrong. That's her wine. Um, but I was also like, what, what pissed me off with that scene, initially it was the girls not giving her the money, but then I was like, for all things, for where you come from, shouldn't these type of women be standard? Like, are you not familiar with this type? Maybe not them mm. specifically, but like, it's just not familiar? Because like, clearly there's not a, a strong connection to blackness and there's not a strong connection to whiteness either. Where the hell have you been? Like. What is going on? I don't know. It's just I, delusions of grandeur. I mean, like, it's a mm. delusion, right? In which mm. he had been suffering from or questioning the entire time. Mm. I don't know. She. How do you see yourself? How do other people see you? You know, mm. it really does start me thinking about Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Mm, okay. You know? You mm. know, how do people see Pecola? Mm. And then how did Pacola want to see herself? And then later at the end, how did she see herself with those eyes? Right? right? Mm, you know, yeah. it's, it's, oh, and that was a, you know, <laughs> uh, Tony Morrison dealt, dealt, dealt a lot with horror and haunting mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You know, since we, we also talking about books. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, she was just an odd, odd person. Now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When they went to that party, and I think it was a frat party. And the yeah. girls went in. And then some dude was like, not you, ho. Uh, and then one of the girls came back to get her. Was that Amelia? I think it was. I can't co- right, quite recall. But I think narratively it would have made more sense if it was Amelia. Okay. Um, yeah, because honestly, Amelia, out of all the other girls, felt more like a friend. She felt most like a friend. The other girls were like, oh, you're just around. Amelia was like, oh, you're my roommate. Yeah, we ain't. The way she described her relationship with Tyler is the way I felt about her relationship with Jasmine, where it's like, oh, it's new. We're not putting a label on it. He's, But she clearly cared for Tyler, and I think that there was a level of care for Jasmine, but I don't think it was like, you my sister girl. It's just like, oh, I know her. I'm going to treat her like shit. Like, bring her around. Yeah, so, be- yeah, yeah, even when she, because hmm. I wanted to, to delve into that really quickly, because hmm. it 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 seemed odd that she uh you know like well when she came in even though she allowed those white folk to be all up in her space like mm-hmm. that she did stop the game she's like look she's my roommate jasmine stop yeah. it right mm-hmm. and then later on when <clears throat> jasmine was having that issue with the sleeping she was trying to wake her up mm-hmm. and even though she was like i'm not doing this with you yeah. which almost made it seem like it had happened a few times mm-hmm. and then later so we had the party thing and then she kissed this this boy she was feeling which seemed that was odd and it was i just ran it back that was amelia she came back for her. i that <sighs> and then why are you trying to get that together and then when somebody carved leave on the on the door mm-hmm. and put the noose there and Amelia came in and they had that tension because of that kiss. Yeah. And you know, 
and Gail picked up on it and said, y'all get along? You're like, fine. But then Amelia mm. whispered, I hate you. And then Amelia left. Yeah. And it's like, what do we think of that entire arc? Like, what was that? See, I, and oh, let me see. So with Amelia, I didn't, she wrote me the wrong way from the start. Mm-hmm. And it's because if you're in a room and I walk in, I could scare you. Because you don't expect me to walk in, but mm-hmm. if you're in a room and I walk in, I'm 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 looking into the room. You're not scaring me. I'm seeing you. So when the first thing we get from her is oh, oh and it was very dramatic, like it was over the top. She's like oh oh, you scared me, and I was like, but she's like literally in the room. I think Jasmine was like bending down, picking up something off her bed, and I was like, something about this is weird because it. When, when you're scaring somebody, it's usually the other way around. If I'm already in this calm space of this room doing whatever I'm doing and I turn and meet your eye or if we meet each other at the same time, you know, outside of a wall, then sure, she wrote me the wrong way there. I think with her, which was, okay, her and a lot of the other students, it seemed as if they came from other schools. Like this was not their first school. And with her, I actually started to like her more than anyone else because I thought throughout the movie they would go the distance together, Amelia mm. and Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this is the quote-unquote token good white person out of all of the people here. She's just as flawed because, you know, the bed situation and drinking and all that, but she is kind of sort of similar to Jasmine. Um I think that her hatred for Jasmine just came honestly from that kiss. And I think it's justified. Yeah, I said, oh, me and Tyler, you know, it's new, it's early, blah, whatever. But you knew there was interest there. You <laughs> like you were clearly aware. He lay between her legs in the bed when they were all in the room smoking. Like there's it's clear. You can't act like you didn't know. So for even for a second to be wrapped up in this guy because he's giving you attention it's not because you like him it's not you haven't shown any interest in tyler but because he get in your face teach you how to take a shot and put his lips close to yours now you're I, like where's your loyalty to anyone i i don't i don't know so i'm i'm not mad at amelia um the news comment even that to me felt like oh, let, me, let me make sure i say this right when she said, oh, I think it's a prank, and Gail was like, oh, you think this is a prank? That actress, I think, did a good job at portraying she wasn't making light of the history of a noose and black people. It was more or less like, you know, kids prank all the time and such and such and the witch and all that. Now, I'm not disregarding that that's heavy. You put a fucking noose on a black person's door, mm-hmm. that's, I, that's not lost on me. But I think in that scene and in that moment, the hatred that Amelia had for... um Jasmine, I feel like was warranted. And she didn't, Amelia has never done anything to Jasmine throughout this whole film. Even when she caught them, she said, all right, I'm going to let y'all finish and left. Mm-hmm. All the bad stuff she did was to herself, like being out in the woods with them two boys. What like was even that? that and I, I think because of the, this, another plot line that I was pissed off that it seemed like it went nowhere because of the conversation that her and Gail had about, we're going to take you to the infirmary, get you checked out. She's like, no, I'm not going to go through that again. What I interpreted that as is that she, she was sexually active 
and she's gone through maybe a rape um, scenario or sexual assault situation at a prior school, and maybe she turned to say, I don't know. I don't know, but I felt like that was more or less, I'm angry, and this is how I'm dealing with my anger. It's kind of maybe messing around with these guys, but now that you caught us, I'm going to have a bad name. I don't have it nailed out yet, but that's the mood I got because she kept saying, I'm not going through this again. I, right. I would rather change schools than to deal with this. Again. She never said sexual assault. She never said rape, but she kept alluding to, I've gone through this before. I refuse yeah. to let it happen again. And that she knows what happens to people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if it didn't necessarily happen to her, yeah. she saw what happens to people and how they are not believed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it can derail. Uh, I think that they call it a promising young life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, um, and, and, and that's interesting. Um, that noose, Mm-hmm. The mammy jar, mm-hmm. um, that the head wrap that Liv wore, even though mm-hmm. I had such an issue with it, they were all, as Sadia Hartman would say, the afterlife of slavery, mm-hmm. and how it just kept impacting these two and a half, <laughs> two and a racial dollars all. Black women and how it kept popping up and mm-hmm. how it kept impacting them and how people responded to mm-hmm. you like the news where we respond with terror. Mm-hmm. She responded, the roommate Amelia, with that's a break. Like I'm not, oh, oh, I see through your response, I should take this more seriously, but because mm-hmm. it's, it's not the same thing. There's yep. a People who know me know that I will relate anything back to wrestling, <laughs> soap operas, mm-hmm. or comic books. And there's this wrestler who is the world champion in AEW right now. And his name is Cowboy Adam Page. Cowboy Adam Before that he was Cowboy Adam Page, he was Hangman Adam Page. Oh, Lord. And <laughs> he used to come out with a noose. What the fuck? He this had was- a t-shirt. You know, it was all about cowboy shit, cowboy shit, right? Oh that's what God. they that's what they chant for him still. Mm-hmm. And he had a t-shirt with a noose around it. And everybody was like, what black person do you know would want to wear a t-shirt with a noose mm-hmm. around the neckline? Yeah. What what black person do you know would think hangman? Like, yeah, okay, you may like the wrestler, but sir. Yeah, your merch. Because people nah. were like, "What?" So now he's just like cowboy Adam Page, but Hangman Adam Page. Was this the the nineties? No, he's the current champion of AEW. Oh, good lord! Okay. Curly hair guy, and you know, and so he felt like many white people when Black Lives Matter. Like he he had to do a post like every cowboy would tell you that Black Lives Matter. We were like, yeah, I remember that t-shirt, Adam. Duh, you gotta get as far removed from that from that past as possible. You know, <laughs> and he used to, to be a shit. teacher, so he's like, you're like, no, 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 no. Like, okay, that was a cultural blind spot for me, mm-hmm. and once y'all brought it up, I stopped. Yeah. But, Oof. you know, he's also like, you know, 
against the the don't say gay and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just like these white people do not understand the impact of historical artifacts of the microaggression of mm -hmm. I mean, what they but then again, they do because you burnt a cross, which was like, bro, you are live. You're doing a lot. You are doing a whole hell of a lot. I, this oh. movie was so weird. Uh, yeah, can I, think I say something weird. else about that? That mm -hmm. I and what's the name? What was the name of the school again? I don't even know. Something with an A. Okay, I, I was, so I'm a I am this school. <laughs> Do you know that mm -hmm. that campaign, that exact campaign, mm -hmm. was actually done by Harvard? Good. Yeah, because the girls, the the director, the um, writer went to Harvard, right? Didn't wasn't this based off of her experiences being a black girl at Harvard? Oh, hilarious! Yeah, because I, I, some article that was behind the paywall, I didn't realize. I was able to read the first two or three paragraphs, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this this is interesting." But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that very same thing that they did. Like, I am Harvard. Yeah, you can Google that, hmm. and when I saw it. And honestly, that's, I mean, I suspected and I mm -hmm. was, was like, uh, about Liv. Mm -hmm. But when I saw how, how she was smirking in that campaign, I was like, somehow this is all your fault or doing. Yeah. Cause yeah. you are too pump to be in this campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After yeah. everything that you say, like, and how dare you? Like you are mm -hmm. way too happy. To be yeah. in their diversity and equity and inclusion campaign, I was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what gave it away for me. Like, you know, even still, I, I wasn't entirely sure because it is a horror movie, and that was also part of my problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what did lead? Um, and trigger warning. Jasmine to to end her her time. I, I'm trying to put it as delicately uh, as possible. Yeah, to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. there that we could, and it was also interesting that it was Gail who packed up her stuff and like lovingly folded the stuff Bruh. and sent it to her mother, which was weird. I mean, like, yeah, it was just so wild about but about that, but. We know that there that she was obsessed with um, Jasmine was obsessed with the witch. We mm -hmm. know that she uh, they told she told us when she was trying to bond with those white girls that she mm -hmm. sleepwalks and that at one point in time she even peed full stream because like the vivid the washer dryer mm -hmm. right. So like we know that these things could happen. So since she rooted them in reality and we're thinking of things as being supernatural here, right? And we mm -hmm. see the the person under the bed mm -hmm. and we see the, the scratches and we see mm -hmm. um, the other lady, the the, the single black um, uh, May... student in oh, student, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and we're seeing that some of those things that that she that were occurring to her i mean again after life is slavery the same hauntings mm -hmm. aka same shit different day we all go mm -hmm. through it yeah but for them to end the same way and like the scratches and all this other stuff it's like from that point hmm. what were we supposed to take away was real 
And what was it? Uh, this is why I did not like this movie. I, I actually did like it, but I did not like it. Mm-hmm. You are so removed from family and a sense of self that a random white woman in the hospital who says, get your black hands off of me, which I don't know why she didn't say nigger, <laughs> get your black hands off of me, you're getting too comfortable, leads you, I mean, other shit happened, of course, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back where you had to take your own life. And, and then not even to do it there at the hospital, to return to campus and go up to that room, it, it would... I think the advice that Gail gave her was so weird to me when they were in the um, in the hospital. She was like, you know, it's going to happen everywhere, which is the case. But it was always, and this makes me think, I want to know more about the, the writer, because if she's based off of her experiences, does she not understand that there are other alternatives? They kept saying, it's going to happen everywhere. There's no place for us, things like that. And I was like, well... We've mentioned this already, but there are HBCUs, there are state schools, there are colleges, mm-hmm. and even within the white Ivy League PWI space, this school is not so prestigious by the way it's delivered through the movie that will make me be like, well, shit, you know, this, uh, I don't even know what the fuck her career path is. It was like, mm. oh, I definitely want to be a, a investigative journalist in every investigative journalist worth they weight in gold went to this school there was never any motivation for me because i was always like okay this is the school you want to go to creepy shit is happening sure whatever but at some point with scratches on your body with strange happiness going on you have to then reflect and be like mom something's going on here maybe i should go to another school next semester or not let me kill myself Mm -hmm. or if you went home on break is the same things happening and, yeah. And I, I, can I rewrite the story real quick? Go ahead. I was going to ask you to do that anyway. <laughs> so. so here's what I think would have made it a little bit stronger and clearer mm-hmm. for me. We needed to understand who Jasmine was. Mm-hmm. So let's say Jasmine from the suburbs of Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. valedictorian class president, had all of the swagger and -hmm. confidence of a person who obviously could charm a group of people to vote for you Mm -hmm. and can invalid victorians always give a graduation speech Mm -hmm. and um and so we see her like this fully realized confident self as confident mm-hmm. as a black girl can be in the suburbs of Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. and quite possibly a transnational family, transracial yeah. family. So maybe she grew up like, you know, not thinking about Howard as the Mecca, but mm-hmm. this school as a Mecca, because maybe her adoptive family has legacy mm-hmm. at this school. Come on. So that's the reason why, no, it has to be this school. That's why I'm going. Maybe that's the reason why. They felt comfortable in sending her along because number one, she's real confident. Number two, they're real familiar with the university mm-hmm. because they went there mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. family went there. No, she'll be fine. Yeah, she's one of us. Mm-hmm. We raised her for this. She'll be fine. Yeah. And then these things start occurring where she's no longer this confident self, mm-hmm. and these strange things are happening that kind of lead her <clears> through this path. Yeah. 
that would have made more sense to me than mm -hmm. this mysterious figure showing up. I'm expecting something supernatural. I'm like, so you not the you not the reincarnation of the lady in the 60s? Mm -hmm. So you not the witch? Mm -hmm. So you you just a regular daddy little girl? Mm-hmm. Who whose mother described him as having the devil in them? Even that was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like nothing about everything about her was sinister in the fact that you're uh appropriating being a black person but it wasn't sinister like she has supernatural evil abilities that i was like oh oh wait wait i'm sorry that was jasmine i was talking about when you talk about Liv. oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that was yeah i had questions about them because how she got to the phone uh, oh and look how did you see her in the paper yeah, what's up and with also, that? And also, I I think that they should have. I think well, maybe maybe not, but this idea of Amish people having, and I don't know what age it is, but at a certain age, they did a whole fucking TV show about it. Oh, the Ramstranga. Yeah, there we go. Where you can venture out into the world, I think for a year, and then you can come back and be a part of the community, or you can stay away. Mm -hmm. And so, for her to have left. And then they saw her in the paper, which I mean, I guess you could read the paper. That's not like using a cell phone, but I was like, why the hell is she here? Like, honestly, if I'm live and I've gone away and I can appropriate being a black person, I can people, I can convince them. Why would I come back to my home and do this here? Why what? would I not go? I don't know to Connecticut or fucking Texas or Seattle. Like, why am I here? Less than a mile away from where I'm from. I think that. that that was a nod to Rachel Dolezal because it was her family that like mm. saw it in a paper and out. Okay. And it was like, she's just a white girl. Like, what is this? And mm. we don't want to be connected to like, we're not black mm -hmm. and we don't want to be connected to that. But I didn't understand this community where I don't think that they're Amish. Did they call them Amish and not see, Mennonite or anything else? Or? Oh, and see, and see me, my, me not being educated on it. I just assumed they were Amish, but I never, the men, I think the, the, we didn't see the men until they did that. I don't know that kind of March on campus thing with the, with the, with the candles. I can't remember if they were wearing, you know, honestly, I don't know. I just went with Amish cause that's where my frame of reference was, but I'm not sure. And, and see what I thought that they were was descendants of like the Salem the the Salem community that burned the witches. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, and so yeah. that they when you saw the devils in you and stuff like that, it's like mm -hmm. those puritanic mm -hmm. puritanical yeah you know type of a deal. Mm -hmm. Um but they said they nobody normally you leaves their community. Yeah. And because it's highly unusual, which mm -hmm. I thought okay I, I just do not understand the the research that this lady did to say, I saw my daughter, mm -hmm. and not to say she was missing, you know, like, yeah, she yeah. left the community. It was unusual. Not, you know, and Gail was like, I think this is between y'all, but not like, yeah. I saw my daughter, can you let her know, like, I am looking for her? But no, mm -hmm. she's Black. She ain't. She's claiming to be Black, but she's not. Mm -hmm. What is that? Really, like, what was the purpose? I mean, you wanted to out her as not being black, but why? Right, because she left he, the community mm -hmm. anyway. So it's not like she gonna back? snitch on. Are they yeah. gonna put you out? I'm like, what is that? Yeah, that's why I said this movie is missing like a good hour's worth of content. Yeah, I don't know if they just didn't record it or if it's left on the cutting room floor. But I'm with you. It was like, okay, yes, out her. But if you don't give me a backstory where 
she killed her brother because she mentioned her brother before right. and Gail was like, oh, you you said you you know didn't have any siblings. But I was like, when did y'all have that conversation? Because I never heard that. She did. It was they. She Gail spent the night twice. Like Gail went over. So the first time Gail went over there mm-hmm. and Liv called her a house nigga, and then Gail left. Mm-hmm. I thought okay, that, yeah, I that was real weird. Mm-hmm. And then like the second time, um, she was they. It was a it was infestation. Yeah, I remember and that. they were talking about the sleepover, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't have that growing up because I was the only child." Okay, and yeah. Gail said I yeah. was too. Mm-hmm. And then later, when she was talking about community, and she was like, "Yeah, my brother," she said, "Wait, I thought you were an only child." And then she said, "Oh, I was like an only child." Yeah, no, she said, "I also call myself an orphan. I don't mess with my family or whatever." And I was like, "Okay, that's a good save, but that ain't good enough. You're something's odd about you. Something is weird about you. You're so." desperate for community mm-hmm. but is this specific community why like, why did you graft yourself onto the black community mm-mm. you know like you could have pretended to i mean you know what's wrong with just being white mm-hmm. it's not it's I, the way i took that once everything was out in the wash is that being white was not enough because everybody is white so you and, and then everybody is white where everyone had a quote-unquote regular and i don't mean that to you know disown the amish puritan type of people but regular in the sense that everyone went to high school had prom did all this regular ass american shit and you're coming into the game late so you have to find a way to separate yourself and what are white people gonna do they're not going to question your blackness like that's not going to happen like if you say you black and you you don't look white they're just going to accept that you are black what white person who is from Connecticut uh, generations of fucking Harvard and, and whatever else are going to say, mm, I don't know, Liv. You look like you may be mixed race. You look a little bit like my Aunt Cheryl. No white person going to do that. So by grafting blackness, it it gives you sort of a shield. You can, you'll still get the, I don't know, the racism part of it, but are, are you really, when you're making sure you're the only quote-unquote black person in the room in a sea of white people who don't even see that there's a difference or something wrong with you? And are like, you do- and, and the fact that she's using her high yellow privilege. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we got colorism there as well. No, come on. Speak and she's on gra- and then the blackness. She's she's performing blackness, which is like mm-hmm. I saw the head scarf and all this other stuff. And you're you're leaning into the stereotype of mm-hmm. what white people expect of black yep. people, including the music. I mean, the music that she chose. Uh, oh, 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 go for it! Because I knew you was gonna pop. I go was like, it. what the fuck is it? That's where even if we didn't have the scene with the mom right before. I was like, what the fuck is this? Who, like, this? 